That's some sensational catch. Absolutely brilliant from Hooper. Was hit back firmly by Maiello. Hammered down the ground. It could fly all the way for a maximum. It's gonna soar into the sky. That's the six they needed. That's 50 for Furbrush. What a knock that is from him. Outstanding striking. And that six brings Guernsey back into the game. Could be a catch. What a catch. One-handed grab. And that's Josh Butler, the captain. Oh my days, we have been treated to some catches in this tournament. Welcome to Under the Covers, Guernsey Cricket's very own podcast. I'm Ben Furbrush, Guernsey Cricket Development Manager, and on this podcast we will be chatting to players old and new, coaches, administrators and other cricketing keen beans along the way. On today's episode of Under the Covers, I catch up with England star Liam Livingston, who is currently out in the IPL with Rajasthan Royals. In part two, we cover Liam's training, his preparation for games, and we even mention about that big six. Once again, big thank you to John Taylor from Specialist Sports, the distributor of Adidas Cricket, for arranging the call. Okay, so moving into uh, your preparation and training, and uh, just a bit about the insights into you know what what you do uh, in the lead up to games. Um, in terms of your sort of normal practice sessions, what would that sort of consist of? Um, pretty much a, a few throws, um, making sure my feet are moving properly and stuff. Um, and then a bit of dog stick and, and facing spin. I don't really like facing the quick bowlers in the nets. I feel really claustrophobic and, and feel like I, I don't move properly. So, um, yeah, I try and avoid, unless it's like a middle practice where you've got a bit more open space, um, I try and avoid facing the seamers. Um, but, yeah, I just sort of make sure that I, I try and make my sessions a more feel-good unless I'm working on something specific. Um but yeah, certainly leading up to tournaments, I'll do that. And if things go really well in tournaments, I tend to not hit too many balls in between games. Um, I prefer to just go from game to game and um, sort of try and ride that wave and, and stay on a roll. Um, if things go badly, then obviously you've got to start working on on different things and making sure you can get back to when you're playing your best cricket. Um, but yeah, certainly my training sessions, um, they're nothing spectacular. Um, I'll hit a, hit a few throws, um, smack some dog stick um, or or slinger or whatever people call it, and yeah. face some spin, and then and then that's me. Is there any machine work on there as well? No, I hate using machines. Um, I haven't used a machine for the last six or seven years. Um, I find I find my movements don't work well enough. You don't quite get the key. Uh, the cues of a, a bowler loading up, it's just straight out of a machine. So um, I find, yeah, I find it doesn't do anything for me and I find it really difficult to, to time my movement. So, um, yeah, I don't ever use a machine, to be honest. And then in terms of your, your fitness, uh, what sort of stuff are you doing for that? Is it cardio and sort of strength training as well? Yeah, um, a lot of speed work, um, pretty much sort of, define yourself as an athlete and work work along those lines so um, I'm not really the most stamina gifted athlete uh, I'm pretty much speed and power so um, yeah trying to work as much as I can on, on getting faster getting stronger um, and yeah some time in the gym um, trying to work on some speed sessions um, and yeah making sure that we get the odd CV session in along the way to make sure that um, you can sort of still um, be smacking the ball as far as you can in your 60th ball than what you are in your first. So, um, yeah, my my training away from cricket, um, yeah, is more power, speed, um, 
orientated than, than anything else. So um, it's quite cool training, actually. It's it's pretty more exciting than having setting a treadmill and, and running 2K on that. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of your actual preparation on a match day, is that literally just a few throwdowns? Um, do you know what? I, I used to... County cricket, you feel like you've got to hit balls before a game. And I always used to have a net. And whether the surfaces were good or not, I would go and have a net. And half the time, the surfaces are terrible. And you come out of that net feeling horrendous. And then you've got to go and bat in a game an hour later. Um, so I quickly moved away from that to hitting a few underarms. And during the 100, um, there was literally no time for anything. We would play after the women. There was about 40 minutes between the games. And one game, I just... I think it was the second game I completely forgot to have a hit and I was like I got upstairs and I was like I've bowled I've caught my catches I haven't had a hit and things went really well and I was like do you know what your preparation is done like you, there's what is having a hit going to do you might bat two hours time yeah. is, is hitting a few underarms two hours before the game going to actually help you when you come to bat in three hours time or whenever it is so as the hundred went on I actually didn't even hit any balls before a game I would literally just go straight in and um, I guess you just it doesn't give you any time to hit badly and if you if things are going really well why change it why hit a couple of balls that don't come out the middle and all of a sudden you feel as though something's wrong and then all of a sudden you start thinking oh is this right is this wrong so, yeah, doing less and less has, um, has really helped me just take the confidence from the, from the last game into the next game. And there's probably going to be some, some times where things don't go quite as well. But I guess the key is not to change it, to trust that everything you do is, is for the right reason. And, um, yeah, I guess if, if I feel like it, I'll hit a few rounds before a game just, just to get a couple out of the middle of the bat. But... Um, I don't really think it's necessary. It's more my bowling. I need to make sure that um, I've got confidence in that before I go out to bat. And it's obviously, um, you've got to take some catches before a game to make sure that you get used to the light or the sky or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, batting-wise, um, yeah, sometimes we may overcomplicate things and we may think too much about it because how often do you face someone 10 yards away bowling and going like, yeah, pretty much never. Um, yeah. Or you can face someone who's bowling properly at you on a really bad wicket and you're about to go and play in a belter. So, um, yeah, I guess maybe sometimes as cricketers, we actually overthink things and it's, it's actually a pretty simple game where you just turn up and, and you go and play and, and the actual hard work that you've done over however many years is actually um, has set you up to, to go and perform in that game. You're obviously renowned for, for your boundary hitting. Uh, is range hitting something you practice in training as well? Not really. Um, I know a lot of the boys go out in the middle and um, and try and do some range hitting and, and I very rarely do it to be honest um, I have confidence that I can clear most boundaries um, I play at Old Trafford and the pitches are usually quite slow and the boundaries are as big as you'll get in, in pretty much world cricket um, so I know that I can clear the boundaries there and I probably have confidence in, in clearing many boundaries in the world so um it's not something that I feel like I, I need the confidence of doing. I feel like I've already got that confidence. Um, it's more so my striking ability that um, if I don't think that's quite on, I'll, I'll smack a few in the nets, but certainly don't have to do it out in the middle to make sure that I can I can clear different boundaries. Um, I already have the confidence in my ability to do that. It's just making sure that 
I've got the consistency of strike that I need. And in terms of facing sort of spin in the seam, is there something different you do? I know England for a period were uh, lower to spinners uh, in order to get down the wicket and pick up the flight. Is, is there something you differ between the two? I do have two different techniques. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just two two different stances. Um, I start with my bat on the floor against spin. I start with my bat in the air against seam. Um, right. So yes, I do do have two different stances. Um, I guess you have two different game plans. So um, yeah, it's not something that um, that is too different. I think it's just normal now in cricket. I think many people have different stances for different bowlers. So. Um, yeah, it's certainly something that I have. I have a very different game plan and I have a very different setup. So um, I guess, yeah, you're sort of lower to make sure that you can get right out to the ball or get right away from the ball. You don't really um, need to use that ability against seam because you've already got the pace to work with. Yeah. And is that normal move helps moving your feet as well to spin where seam you could probably stand still a bit more? Yeah. Um, like against spin, you've got to either get right out to it or right away from it. I guess um, it's probably a little bit different uh, in facing seam. You probably don't want to get too close to the ball. You want to sort of give your hands time to and room to get through uh, and hit sixes that way. So, um, yeah, they're two different techniques. Um, and I guess over the years, they've sort of just built their own way into my game. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with where they're both are at the moment. And in terms of sort of switching off at the non-strikers end, is there anything you do just to sort of not be fully focused on the game the whole time? No, I've the, I've worked the last sort of 18 months. I've realised that cricket isn't the most um, rewarding sport. There's going to be times when you get out. Um, and I've almost come to accept that sometimes you actually fail more times than you succeed in cricket. And that's just the nature of our sport. Um, and I've become really relaxed whenever I go out to bat and I've just been really enjoying my cricket over the last 18 months. And I guess, um, yeah, I don't put too much pressure on myself. I'm not really switched on. Um, whenever, obviously, you, you get yourself in the battle and you get yourself in the moment, um, but certainly not. Um, I don't really use techniques to switch on and switch off. I feel like I'm just really relaxed the whole time we play. And thankfully, over the last couple of months, it's gone really well for me and, and um yeah, I guess I don't really think about it too much when I go out to bat. It's it's probably just um, you get yourself into the match situation and you know what you need to do and you go from there. Um, but yeah, it's not switching on and switching off. It's, it's not really something that um, that I really do. Um, I know some people have different routines that, that switches them on before the ball and then switches off straight. It's not something I really do. So um, yeah, it's certainly not something I, I try and concentrate on. And in terms of any superstitions, you know, right pad on first or something like that or... Yeah, my left pad goes on first. Um, my left glove goes on first. I step onto the pitch with left foot first. Um, I try and avoid lines. Um, yeah, yeah, just the general. No, I'm right footed. I don't know why that why that's even come in. Um, yeah, I think we're just weird people as cricketers. We find ways to to get it into our head. I always tap my back three times before I face a ball. Um, and sometimes if you if you get rushed by a bowler and you haven't got your three taps in, you you've got to step away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're just a weird, weird breed, aren't we? Um <laughs> cricket players just make up things that that have to go have to go on for you to succeed, otherwise it, it can't happen. So um yeah, thankfully I'm 
it's all just it's more like a mental thing it, it just happens now it's not something i really think about so um, i know a lot of people have got it worse than, than what i am yeah um and then in terms of goal setting do you set goals ahead of matches seasons series or is it just sort of like a you play every game as it comes yeah every game as it comes i used to set goals as a as a young professional and they just don't work for me. Um, if you have a couple of bad games, you start fretting that you're going, not going to reach your target of runs or whatever. Um, and I used to think so much about playing for England and, and what I had to do this season. I've got to score a thousand runs to get back into an England squad. And um, it just didn't work for me. Um, so I've gone back to, to just taking every day as it comes, every game as it comes, and just gone back to enjoying cricket and enjoying entertaining people, enjoying playing the game that I grew up loving. And I guess I've gone back to that sort of 10, 11, 12-year-old kid in the back garden that used to just love playing cricket and smacking cricket balls. And and ultimately, I'm doing the same thing just just on a bigger stage. So, um, yeah, I've, I've come to, to um, really got back to enjoying the game and um, yeah, not putting too much pressure on myself. And thankfully it's all worked out really well for me over the last couple of months and hopefully long may it continue. And in terms of uh, advice, what's the best bit of advice you've ever been given and what would you give, you know, your young self if you were coming back through the ranks now? Um, I the, Trust in my own game, trust in my natural ability was probably the best bit of advice I, I was ever given. Um, and just being you, um, don't change because a coach tells you you need to do this or you need to do that. Um, be who you are. Um, your game will work around who you are and your game will get better and better as you grow up as a person. And, and ultimately, um, your game will ex- expand as you play more cricket. Um, but certainly, if I was to give a, a kid some advice, um, whatever you do to enjoy cricket, keep doing it. If you enjoy smacking sixes, go out and do it. And sometimes it's not going to come off. If you enjoy playing lovely straight drives, go out and do it. Um, as you grow up and grow older, you'll learn to smack balls if you love playing with a straight bat. Or if you enjoy smacking balls, you'll learn how to play a nice cover drive as, as you um, as you grow older. So, um, yeah, whatever you do to enjoy playing cricket, make sure you, you keep doing it. And then how do you switch off outside of cricket? Obviously, it's you've got a pretty full-on schedule, you know, probably 12 months of the year. Yeah, I've become very good at um, whatever happens, happens and leaving it there. Um, I had a couple of bad experiences growing up um, with with cricket, um, being told I wasn't good enough, getting abused after that England performance, um, getting abused after a couple of bad bowling performances lengths and I guess I've come to the stage now where um, it doesn't really matter um, every day is a different day the sun will come up in the morning um, whether I've played really well or really badly trying to stay level-headed um, accept that bad performances come and um, just because you got not one day it doesn't mean that you can't go out and score 100 the day after um, and I guess if you spend too much dwelling on, on previous performances you sort of lose lose of the opportunities that, that have are coming ahead so um, yeah as soon as I leave a cricket ground it's done the game's done um, we're on to the next game and um, I spend a lot of time um, yeah watching sport playing golf um, bit of Call of Duty in there every now and then um, yeah I've become quite good at, at switching off when I need to um, which is which is really nice for me um, it's nice to to get your um, yeah to leave work at work and, and to make sure that you enjoy your personal life whilst um, 
yeah, otherwise it can sort of engulf you and um, before you know it, you're, you're actually in a worse place than what you are uh, or what you're in a worse place than where you think you are. So, um, yeah, it's been nice to be able to learn that um, every day is a new day and there's always an opportunity around the corner. Then in terms of your kit, do you have a sort of preference in weight of bat or shape of bat? Like, do you use a short blade bat as well? Yeah, I use, uh, well, I did use a short blade. Um, all my bats are short blades, apart from um, I stole one from one of the Indian boys um, as I left the IPL. And I have played every white ball game of the summer with it. And I literally can't let it go. So, um yeah, that's a normal handle, actually. That's a normal blade, normal handle. So maybe it's time to go back to um, to normal bats. But I don't really care about weight. I'm not very specific on it. Um, I basically have a shape that I like. I want them to be as big as possible. And basically, when I tap down and look at my bat, I want it to be big to make sure that I've got the confidence in clearing a man at long on who's 80 meters away so um yeah it's not something i'm too picky about um and if i get a good bat i try and keep it as long as possible and whether it's filled with tape and cracks in it and edges missing and stuff i will um the bat currently that i'm using the handle actually snapped and it's basically in two pieces super glued together and taped together so how it's still going i'll never know but i've managed to look after it well enough and hopefully um, I'll be able to steal another one off him uh, in the next <laughs> couple of days and, and um, yeah, I can um, play with this one until it breaks properly and then we can restart with a new one. And then just to finish, so uh, just a bit on people you've faced and played against. So who's the quickest bowler you've faced? I think this is very different, you know, because white ball cricket, you can give it the old, I'm giving myself room um, <laughs> when actually you're quite scared and backing away. Um the quickest, I think... I suppose Joffre in nets probably isn't too nice. Yeah, I faced Joffre in a warm-up game, actually, in South Africa, um, in a white ball game, and he was disgusting. Um, and he's got quite a nasty streak in him as well, and he wants to hurt you, which isn't very nice. So, um, yeah, I guess Joff is actually probably up there. Billy Stanlake with a white ball um, was rapid. Quite a lot of bounce as well, but... Um, if you swing hard enough and get hold of it, the ball actually goes quite far. So, um, yeah, I faced Tino Best with a red ball. He bowled pretty quick. Um, he, bowled, I wound him up when he was batting, which wasn't the greatest idea of mine. Um, and he he bowled pretty quick. Um, yeah, Marsh and Delanga bowled quite quick this summer. Yeah, um, there was a couple of balls from him. He bowled me a bouncer actually that was on helmet cam that was probably as rushed as I've been uh, all summer. Um, thankfully, I got a top edge before it hit me between the eyes. Um, but no, there's, yeah, I think there's, if you face someone in red ball cricket, they're much quicker where you've got to get in line and yeah. duck underneath the short ball rather than just swinging at it and hoping you get a bit of on it and, and it goes for six. Um, so yeah, um, it's got to be someone, probably Tino in, in a red ball game. Um, yeah, I don't think I've faced many quicker. And, and who's the toughest bowler? So it might not necessarily be the quickest, but the sort of hardest to face. Um, I've faced Jimmy many a times in the nets and he is impossible to hit. Um, he is pretty much as close to a genius as, as I've ever seen. Um, but certainly white ball cricket-wise, um, 
Rashid Khan is someone I've always had great battles against. I have no idea which way he's spinning it. <laughs> and my theory on him is is to hit him for as many as he can before he gets me out. So um, I've had some good battles with him. Um, he's a great bloke as well. He, he loves a challenge. So, um, yeah, it's always good fun coming up against him and having a battle with him. And, um, yeah, as, as it goes, he's probably the hardest bowler to pick in the world at the moment. Um, so, yeah, he's probably the greatest challenge. And your favourite ground in the world? This is such a tough question. Um, there's so many cool cricket grounds to play at. Um, I actually had probably the perfect winter of Cape Town straight onto Perth. Um, I love Old Trafford because it's home. Lords is such a phenomenal ground just because it's Lords. Um, if you were to say to me you've got one game of cricket left and um, you can choose one ground to play at, It'd be a very difficult question. Um, <laughs> there is so many cool grounds. I'll tell you my top three, Old Trafford, Newlands and, uh, and Optus. Um, nice. But yeah, Lords is just such a cool ground because it's Lords. Um, the Ovals, uh, yeah, there's so many cool grounds. Um, we're very lucky that we play at some phenomenal stadiums in world cricket. Um, but yeah, they're probably, uh, there's some cool grounds in India as well. And Mumbai and, and Bangalore, yeah. There's a lot of that one in um, in Ahmedabad where there's 120,000 people in. Um, yeah, every every ground there's there's a there's a lot of good grounds that are very special for for a certain reason. Um, Old Trafford would probably be my favorite favorite because it's home. Um, but yeah, there's certainly some cool grounds that I've played at in my career. And then your sort of favorite memory uh, to date in cricket. Winning tournaments is always special. So maybe the 25 um, T20 bus win. Um, the day and the night, being such a young kid, I didn't really, um, it was my first year of professional cricket. Um, so yeah, probably that and my England debuts. Um, you only get to make your debut once. So um, probably the, the two debuts. And your best mate in cricket? Um, we, we've got quite a, lot, a, a nice little group We I played a lot of Lions cricket with the Corinne brothers and Joe Clark um, I still spend a lot of time with Joe away from cricket um, so I'll probably say he's he's probably one of my best mates in cricket um, but I spend um, we've got a WhatsApp group as well so i probably spent a lot of time with her. with Tom and Sam and Joe's involved in that group as well so um, yeah it's a nice little group that um, you grow up playing against each other and then it's nice to finally play with each other in Lions cricket so um, yeah. but yeah probably my, my best mate is probably Joe I spend a lot of time uh, speaking to him uh, even when we're away um, he was we still Perth stay in contact as well. he was with Perth last, last year as well so it was nice to spend some time with him there um, but yeah I've been good mates with him for, for four or five years now and we spend a lot of time chatting rubbish and, and get each other through different quarantine periods etc so no he's probably my best mate in cricket at the moment and then finally the, the best player you've either played with or against quite a tricky one you can go probably bowler and batter if you want to go too the best player um, do you know what the best the best the most talented player I've ever played with I reckon is Sandhu Samson who plays at Registan um the way he hits a cricket ball is phenomenal. Um, I don't think he's quite got the best out of his ability yet, but I think he will in the years to come. Um, the best player, 
I played with Baba at Karachi, who um, who technically is probably one of the best players I've ever played with. But if I was to build a team around someone, I'd probably have Josh in there as my as my first draft pick. Um, bowling wise, do you know what? I've played with some very good bowlers over the years, but having played with Adam Milne in the hundred, um, what he did as a seamer in a tournament where seam got smacked. Um, was pretty phenomenal and even more so um, in a big pressure games. He bowled 10 balls at the end of the final group game against uh, the Superchargers and then I think he went for eight runs in the final. So, um, yeah, if you give me one batter and one bowler to build my team around in in world cricket at the moment, um, let's go with Adam Milne and Joss. Nice. No, excellent. Uh, thanks very much for giving your time up uh, today and jumping on. Uh, it's been great insight into, into professional cricket. No worries. My pleasure. Thank you, mate. Thank you for listening to the Guernsey Cricket Podcast. Remember to hit the subscribe button and keep listening. No one's gonna shoot me down alone. No one. No one. You're not gonna shoot me down.